Welcome to episode 62 of the Atlas Podcast. My name is Emma Loggins, editor-in-chief at fanbolt.com. I am Matt Rodriguez, the owner-in-chief editor of shakefire.com. And I'm Mike McKinney with last one to leave the theater.com and ACLTV. I'm sorry, that's ACL. ACLCW.TV. I've, I've contracted the Emma disease and mispronouncing stuff, but I'm Mike McKinney it's, from those two websites. <laughs> it's uh, ever since you did that interview, it's just all downhill now for you with I, names and titles. It's welcome to the club. <laughs> I'm cursed now. I've got the Emma curse. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, things that, uh, that, Got wrong or got wrongly said on past podcast. Um, we did want to make a correction about what we said last week in regards to Wonder Woman. Um, Patty Jenkins has not yet signed on to be the director of Wonder Woman two, although she is involved in the script. Uh, I hope that she will be the director of it, but uh, we we currently do not have a director for it. So yeah, I mean she's definitely going to be the director. I would say. I mean, they're just, they're just in negotiations at this right. point, I would imagine. I mean, obviously, she's she's probably trying to get a little more money since uh, it's doing oh, so yeah. well. Right, right. That was, um, not to take it on a tangent, but there was a, a bunch of things being said about Gal's salary, um, of course, for, for playing Wonder Woman and what she actually yeah. made. And, um, and of course, everyone, I think, gets into this whole, oh, my God, she's not paid as much as her male co-stars, when in reality, she was paid the same for Wonder Woman, Batman versus Superman, and Justice League. And Batman versus Superman, she's in for, like, 30 seconds, and she made 300 grand. So I feel like it's not... Um, I don't know. Not a fair comparison. Of course, she, yeah. and she's not a huge. She's not a huge name yet. You know, she is now. Um, but yeah. when she went into that, she wasn't. So and and just um, like Patty, she's negotiating for the sequel as well, and she will make a heck of a lot more than three hundred thousand for Wonder Woman two. I mean, oh, no sure. doubt. Yep, for sure. Um, but moving right along. Um, I know, Mike, you wanted to talk a little bit about Terminus. We we completely forgot that you went to a film festival in our last podcast. Uh, yeah, so. and um, what the interesting thing was is that uh, they had some really good uh, panels. Uh, they had a panel with uh, the guy that was a cinematographer for Beetlejuice, and he's been a cinematographer for a ton of stuff. But uh, it was just uh, fascinating about him talking about working with Tim Burton. And then the other panel that lasted two hours, which, by the way, when you go to these things, uh, you don't get a two-hour panel. But it was a two-hour panel with the visual effects team that did the Avengers, uh, did Doctor Strange, um, and is getting ready to do uh, um, uh, Ant-Man. And it was just a fascinating, and they brought a ton of material for us to see up on the screen. Um, all this, the amazing amount of work that they go through. Um, it, it's just, they showed us all the stuff uh, of how they figure out how to do the effects, all the storyboarding. I mean, they, the storyboarding they do is just amazing because they do storyboards themselves. Then they put the, all the storyboards on a computer and then animate it with music and special and sound effects. Then they do another storyboard, but this time more, it more, looks more like computer gaming, um, where all the special effects are shown. And they do it that's extreme to plan everything out, but it's also to show everybody that's involved what it's going to look like. So that when, 
like in Doctor Strange, when they're going through all that mind-melding stuff, like out on the streets of New York City, uh, they can actually show uh, the actor what the final shot is going to look like so the actor can more react to what is there instead of having to make it up in his own mind. Uh, but it was just fascinating. It was a, it was a great panel. Awesome. Nice. Next year, next year I'm going to make it to that one. <laughs> I believe I it when I see it. <laughs> I know. I know you will. Um, well, speaking of things I did make it to, uh, Comic Cosplay was Monday night, and um, we had a guy show up in a full Spider-Man costume, which was pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. And um, up until 10 o'clock, they allow kids at um, at. Uh, the Comet Pub and Lanes indicator. So all of these little kids were like coming up and like freaking out and taking photos. It was like the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and some um, adults too. And some adults too, yeah. Um, so we had a good time at that. Of course, we'll be doing that again next month, uh, the first Monday in August. And we don't have a theme yet, but it might be Game of Thrones just because nothing is really coming out in August that seems like it would be a good fit and we're doing game of thrones of course um uh the third thursday of this month which i think is the 20 20th 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 20th. yeah at um at joystick uh game bar for project cosplay of course but none of us will be there because we will all be at comic-con and um having having a crazy old time so moving right along uh Box office results. I'm staring at this right now and how much Despicable Me 3 made, and I'm sad. (laughs) Shall shall we discuss? (laughs) It actually made less than I expected. $72 million. I mean, I was expecting Uh, in like 85, 90 range. Because well, I I think it made about what I thought. I thought I thought I said between 70 and 80. So, um. It's about what I expected. I mean, we've proven already with Boss Baby that families are desperate, especially on a holiday weekend, for to watch animated films. So. Right. Um, well, that being said, our our beloved Baby Driver came in second with yeah. uh, twenty million, uh, which I think is a little bit less than you guys predicted last week. Um, yeah. I mean, granted, it all depends how you look at it. Because Baby Driver came out on a Wednesday, so like, do we count Wednesdays total in the weekend? That's and then fair. it's like the long weekend, so like, are we counting like Monday and Tuesday for July fourth and fifth weekend? Like, what? That's that right. twenty is just the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah, it right. is. And it, but the cool thing is, is that uh, the trend is that Despicable Me has been number one, Baby Driver has been number two. And Wonder Woman's been number three, and that's held also for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week. So even right. on the, the on the holiday, uh, now Baby Driver is barely beating Wonder Woman and Transformers, but it is beating I'm about to say, it. Wonder each Woman day. is number four. Well, it, I'm three. looking. I'm looking at. I'm looking right, but I'm looking the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in this case. Oh. Um, Wonder Woman was uh, in each each day. Wonder Woman was number three. Baby Driver is number two. And the Despicable Me was far uh, above that. Um, even on Wednesday, um, ba- uh, Despicable Me made almost eight million, uh, but Baby Driver did two point, almost three million, um, which is amazing for this type of film. Yeah, I mean it's it's already Edgar Wright's biggest film of his career, and it's only been a yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> which is like equally amazing and sad because all his films are great and like they should be doing they have they should have done so much better than what they did agreed and this is gonna be I mean it's gonna fall again this weekend because we're gonna have Spider-Man coming out and that's yeah. gonna derail it a little bit um but it's just it's kind of bad timing I wish it had came out back when Boss Baby was like running the theaters and I think it would have done a little bit better but um a lot of great films coming out, so it's kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah, but, and uh, another new movie that we didn't mention is The House um, came in six, um, which is about what I thought it would do because of the fact that there wasn't a lot of publicity um, and uh, they did not screen it. Um, the reviews I've read for the, the critics that actually paid money to see it um, have been just horrible. Yeah. Well, we also have, because um, we're going to review the Big Six today, um, want to note that that came, Big Six, sorry, <laughs> uh, that came in 12th um, in its second week of release, but it's uh, it came up a, a lot, um, 291% uh, last week. Right, and that and was it's in that's, 66 more theaters. It's only in 71 theaters. Yeah. So it's not very many. Yeah. Nope. It's a very small rollout they're doing. But, like, it's been getting great word of mouth, I know. Cause Mike, you saw it at um, one of the festivals. I saw, it, I saw it at South By, and I fell in love with it. Um, I did a review at South By, which you can read on atlcw.tv. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I just love that film, and you're going to find out here in a little bit how much I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, before we dive into that review, do you guys want to make um, estimates for or, or guesses for how much you think Spider-Man's going to pull in this week? Ooh, Spider-Man. Yeah, I think Spider-Man's going to be huge. I think it's going to be in the. I um, mean, it's going to be over a hundred million easy. Um, I'm probably looking at. Uh, I would say probably 120, 125 million. I'm going to go a little bit lower and say around 110. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll get into some of the the drama here with Spider-Man and Ellen a, a few minutes, which uh, I think we all think is pretty crazy. But um, mm. it's gonna be gonna be interesting to see if they address that at all. Um, but before we dive into that, let's uh, let's go ahead and talk Big Sick. Um, do you want to kind of walk us through it? Mike's the only one that's seen any of the movies we're reviewing today, so this is going to be a very heavy mic, mic review. So uh, tell us what it's about, and we'll, uh, we'll dive into our official Atlas review. Okay, so uh, uh, Kamal Najari, uh, this is based actually on his real life. Um, he is married, I can't remember the name of, uh, Emily, uh, Emily V. Gordon is, is his wife, and they co-wrote the script. Um, so anyway, Kamal is dating Emily, played by Zoe Kazan, um, and it's much to dismay of his uh, traditional Pakistani Muslim family. Um, he goes over to his parents' house all the time for dinner, and every time he goes, there's another Pakistani woman that he's been set up with, um, even though he's told his parents that he doesn't want to participate in in this traditional um, matchmaking. Um, and uh, so Kamal and, and Emily are dating, and then uh, she gets sick, and he basically has to deal with that. He's never met her parents. 
Um, and uh, her parents are played by Holly Hunter and uh, Ray uh, Romano, uh, both of which are just amazing in this film. And uh, that's what basically the film is about. Um, it's, it's part romantic comedy and it's part serious drama. Um, he is a stand-up comedian, so there's also, uh, he's got a lot of stand-up friends. Um, uh, but anyway, so that's what it's about. I saw the trailer for this one, and it looks like it has a lot of heart to it. Um, I'm sad that I, I missed the screener for it. Um, but let's uh, let's dive into our official review. Boredom Factor, a one to five. How bored were you? I was not bored at all. This I, Literally, this movie is a little over two hours in length, and it does not feel like a two-hour length movie. So not bored at all. How about eye rolling? Were you rolling your no. eyes at all? No. No, this, I, I fell in love with this movie. I'm going to tell you everything. that it, There's not going to be any eye rolling. It's not going to be boredom. Um, it's, it's, it's a brilliant film. Um, the, the, the comedy in it is just amazing. But there's also this drama. Um, and there's some, there's some tears in it. Um, but it's not, just, so it's not just Kamal. It's everybody in this film. His family is just hilarious. Um, all the women that that he is introduced to um, it, by his family are just they run the gamut of different types um, that and th- those scenes are just really really funny uh, but you got a lot of touching scenes too because uh, uh, quite a bit takes place at a hospital uh, so what about best performance and worst performance who would you who would you give those to um, well I've got to give it to Kamal just because he's he's on screen more than Zoe is, but Zoe's really good in it also. Um, I I wouldn't be able to give you anybody that I, it's probably one of the Pakistani uh, women that uh, is brought in uh, to to match make, but uh, everybody in this film is really good. Ray Romano gives a wonderful performance as uh, uh, Zoe Kazan's father. Um, Holly Hunter is just amazing as usual. Um, it's just a really well done film. Cool. Um, so I, I'm assuming no ATL recognition factor. This one was not shot in Atlanta. It was not. It was shot in New York. Uh, so overall, one to five on the official Atlas scale. What are you going to give it? I'm going to. I'm going to give it. Um, I will give it a uh, ten. <laughs> <laughs> It's Wait an atlas, atlas. <laughs> so, so on, on my on my website, um, I would I would pay to see it again. Um, it's it's just a wonderful movie. Um, I can't recommend it highly enough. It is a great date movie um, uh, because men are going to find the comedy in it just hilarious, and women are going to love the love story. Um, and it, and it's just a it's a touching film, um, and it's just got humor that's. It's always there's humor in just about everything, and it helps break the tension. So even the stuff at the hospital, there is some humor in in, in at the hospital. Um, you're, and you're you're probably going to want to see this twice just for the simple fact that you're going to be laughing so hard at some of it, you're not going to be able to hear some of the dialogue. <laughs> awesome. I definitely want um, to see it, and we'll probably know, be I seeing it this weekend too. along with Spider Man because Emma and I haven't seen that one either. So. Man. 
I'm going to be in Nashville for Heroes and Villains, so I won't see any movies this week, and I'm going to have to go see them next week when (laughs) I get back. Yeah. Um, I I really do want to see this one, though. Is it wide release this weekend, or is it still somewhat a little bit? No, they're rolling it out. Um, I don't remember how many cities it's going to, but uh, it is not a full release yet. It will be playing Um, in Atlanta, though, this weekend. Yes, but it is playing in Atlanta this week, um, um, starting on Friday. Cool. Um, well, so uh, if you had to choose between what you're going to tell people to see this weekend, is it going to be that or is it going to be Spider-Man? I, th- I, th- I think it depends on what your interests are. Like I said, th- uh, The Big Sick is a great uh, date movie. I might go see both. I might, you know, <laughs> I may take the girlfriend uh, to The Big Sick and then because I got points there, hey, let's go also see Spider-Man. Um, so... Nice. I, I could. I wouldn't recommend it one or the other. I, it's just your taste. But I'm. I'm telling you, you're gonna. You're gonna fall in love with the big sick. Well, um, to transition us into to Spider-Man. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about some of the the drama that's been happening online. Um, there's this line in the end of the movie, and and don't worry, this is in no way a spoiler alert. Um, but Robert Downey Jr., who of course plays Iron Man. Um, tells Tom Holland's Spider-Man character that um, uh, what the, the exact quote is like behind behind I'm gonna butcher it. It's like behind these doors are are real reporters, not bloggers. And so a lot of bloggers that saw this, specifically um, the group of bloggers that works with Disney on a regular basis, um, uh, they're a group of mommy bloggers that go out to all of these Marvel and Disney events, and um, they're generally in a, a room with like, I don't know, like 20 or 25 of them and um, an actor and they'll do an interview and they'll do a series of these. And then these bloggers are provided with transcripts that they can then share on their sites online. Um, they aren't paid for um, this coverage, but they are brought out with all of their expenses paid for and they're wined and dined and they get to walk the red carpet with the stars. Um, so they're not on the, you know, the reporting side of the red carpet. They're actually getting to walk the red carpet with the stars. Um, so they get to have a pretty unique experience. And they've been doing this for years. And a lot of them got really, really angry about this quote, um, which I I don't, what do you, okay. I, I don't think it's as huge of a deal as people are making it out to be. Um, Iron Man is kind of a, a cocky guy to start with. Like he's not, you know, like I can see him saying this and not taking it personally, but what what do you guys think? Well, Mike, you've seen the movie, so you actually have seen the scene. I mean, I'm assuming I'm assuming it's very tongue in cheek kind of scene, and not to um, be taken seriously. And uh, it's you know, yeah, it is a little bit. Uh, there's a little bit. Well, it's Tony. It's Tony. So yeah, um, right there, you're you're always going to have tongue in cheek. Um, he's basically. Um, trying to woo uh, Spider-Man. And so he's trying to impress him. Um, so he's basically uh, offering him a bunch of different stuff. Um, and therefore, he's basically trying to woo him, so he's trying to impress him. Um, it's a line that's just a throwaway line. And, um, you know, I've, it, well, I, I mean, basically, I'm one of my websites is a blog. I mean, I, my movie reviews, I would consider myself a blogger on that, on that, that side. Um, I didn't take offense to it at all. Um, 
Yeah, and I mean, you know. I'm I'm a blogger too. I don't see any the big deal about the line is. I mean, I honestly see it more as a connection because you know, Tom Holland is this young high school kid. He will understand the whole blogging age. He might not understand like reporters. Tony Stark. Right. He's the old old school guy reporter you know these are reporters right. these aren't bloggers there is a distinction between the two um so. there, there is there is and i think that's that's one of the things that needs to be said you know if you're and, and it's not saying that one is better than the other but no. one one they are two different things yeah. if you are a reporter and you work for a news outlet that is different than you running your own site again yeah. not to say one of them is is better than the other but there is a distinction and i don't think it was meant to be and, and pointing out the the kind of the his generation and and Peter Parker being more familiar with bloggers than having interacted with actual um, news reporters that makes a lot of sense too and as you said it's Tony Stark he's not as um, kind of uh, cocky as as say Deadpool or somebody but I, I would take the comment kind of the same way like it's it's just kind of it is kind of interesting why they put it in there because I have to wonder if uh, if uh, the director had a bad experience with bloggers because um, it it doesn't seem like something that needs to be in there, but I also don't don't think it's as big of a deal as people are making out to be. And I say that as someone that's been blogging since '98, so um, I don't I don't take offense to it. And yeah. I've been doing this for more than half of my life. And, so. and, it, and it actually it actually is a there's there in that whole scene it, that scene goes on for for quite a bit, um, but there's a lot of humor in that scene. Um, so I, it's just another one of Tony's lines, and I don't take offense to it um, as a blogger. Um, so I, yeah. I don't know why, and I don't get, and I don't get flown out to you know, <laughs> L.A. to go to the Disney Marvel stuff. Um, so I don't, and I don't take offense to it. So it's just a joke. I mean, yeah, just move on. Well, if you want to follow any of the drama that still seems to be unfolding online, it's all marked with hashtag behind the door. Um, there's there's some pretty interesting stuff being shared. So if you you want to sound off on it, um, you can you can find it pretty much everywhere right now. I would just um, be I would just be careful as a blogger of. I mean, it's very easy not to get invited to something. I mean, that there. That's true. I mean, that's true. I always re- I always remembered that I'm there because they want me to be there, but they also might not want me to be there. And, uh, you know, if I don't follow through, if I don't um, post when I say I'm going to post, um, if I don't post an interview that I've done. Um, so I'm always very conscious of, you know, doing my job, which is to, you know, promote what they're, they're, uh, they're, they're giving. Now, my reviews, I'm not, I don't, you know, they, I can interview people and then I can still give a bad review to a film. That doesn't influence me at all. But I would be very careful on on this. Yeah, I would too. I mean, if, if Disney's looking for any new bloggers because they're they're mad at other bloggers, uh, all of us are available and we're sitting here <laughs> sitting here chilling. So I'm just gonna put that out there. Um, but uh, moving right along, let's uh, let's dive into our review of Spider Man, which of course was shot here in Atlanta. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to get to that part of the review. But before we do, um, do you want to kind of set us up, Mike, with a synopsis of the film? 
Sure. So this is uh, several months after the events of Captain America Civil War. Um, and Peter is basically, uh, he's, he's coming, he's still on the high of being, being asked by Iron Man to be participating in that, in that Civil War. Um, and he's basically being mentored by Tony. Um, and although Tony's not taking a great active role, um, uh, uh, John Favreau's character, Happy, uh, basically has more interaction with Peter than, than Peter has with Tony. Uh, but he's also, Peter's also trying to balance uh, his high school life with his Spidey life. Um, and he's kind of getting upset that um, Iron Man wants him to concentrate on just the small jobs, you know, the bank robbers, the, the purse snatchers, things like that. Whereas Peter thinks that at a moment's notice, he's going to be called by the Avengers to help them do something else. Um, and so he basically sometimes even puts his own life on hold uh, because he feels that uh, Iron Man's going to be calling him and that he needs to you know, basically stay by the phone. Um, but now there's a new threat that comes in, and, and it's the Vulture. And the, the Vulture's played by Michael Keaton. And the Vulture is starting to do stuff in New York City. Um, Iron Man is busy with some other stuff and doesn't really pay attention. So Peter's determined to bring the Vulture down. And he wants to do it without the help of Iron Man to prove that he is worthy of being in the Avengers. Cool. Sounds good. Uh does sound good. Sounds like something I wish I could see this weekend. Um, <laughs> next week. Next week. Um, so, uh, Boredom Factor, one to five. How does, how does this uh, stack up there, and how does it compare to other Marvel movies in this regard? Um, it's, it's really good. Uh, uh, I, it, uh, there's, I wasn't bored at all. Um, I, I, would, I shouldn't say there's, there's a couple of tiny, slow places um, but uh, it's it, the, the thing about this film is that it's got a lot of humor, and Tom Holland is so good in this role. Um, I really think this is probably the best Spider-Man movie. Um, now, that's not I'm not saying it's the best Marvel movie, but but it's I really enjoyed this film. The amount of humor in it is perfect. Um, the plot line is really good. Uh, the action sequences. Um, I, that's the only place where I'm a little hesitant on, um, but I I didn't have any really any eye rolling moments in it. Okay, well you answered two questions in one there. Thank you. <laughs> that was concise. <laughs> um, so best performance. I'm going to assume you're going to say Tom Holland here. Am I right? Yeah, Tom Holland is amazing in this role. Um, he is uh, absolutely perfect for it. He's got the 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 innocence and the uh, almost, uh, he's almost naive about the, you know what Tony wants from him, um, and then he's also great in the fact that this is also he's a high school student, so he's having to he's got a best friend who's a nerd, um, he's got a girl that he's got his eye on, but he doesn't think that he's got a shot with her. Um, you know he's on the debate team, um, so he's full on nerd. And then, but at the same time, he's making the nightly news because he's saving people's lives. Um, so he has to blend all this stuff together. Um, and there's some really cool little twists and turns in this film um, that uh, a couple which I didn't see coming um, that really, uh, really helps this film. And uh, well, I like I said, I'm not totally, 
all that I'm not totally cool with all the action sequences. Um, there was there was a few that seemed um, a little hard to follow. I used a little too much shaky cam. Uh, still, it it holds up really well. How about worst performance? Was there any any performances that kind of stuck out as not enjoyable? No, there really isn't. I mean, I love Michael Keaton uh, as the bad guy. Um, he's got a couple of henchmen that are that are good in the film. Um, the I'm gonna I gotta look up to see this because I, I don't know who. Um, now now is Keaton a good like? Is the Vulture actually a good bad guy, or does the Vulture fall to you know the stereotypical comic book? bad guys that we've seen time and time again in both Marvel and DC where like they don't really No, quite. there's there are there are two sides to the to Michael Keaton's character. Um there's a reason why he becomes the vulture. Um and there's a reason why he continues to be the vulture. Um uh and then there's another side and I don't want to give too much away because that's one of the things that's really interesting one of the twists and turns in the film um you know i'm think i'm looking at um um the cast uh to to give i i love marissa tomei but i still have a problem with her being being uh uh aunt may because she is so young <laughs> right so are you gonna give her worst performance <sighs> It sounds like he Marissa is. Marissa Tomei. <laughs> no, sounds like and, he is. No, I'll, you know what? Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll, you know, I'll tell you who I'll give it to. I'll give it to Tyne Daly. Uh, she's not in very many scenes, but they're kind of important. Um, I thought she chewed up the scenery a little bit. Um, she plays uh, a government uh, agent, basically, that's in uh, head of uh, recovering um, all the spaceships from the big battle from uh, Civil War. Um, so, um, and uh, she's kind of a bully in it. And but I thought she just chewed up the scenery a little bit too much. It's got a very interesting cast because like Donald Glover's got a very small part. But um, I I'm guessing that now that Donald Glover's become s- so large that they may turn Donald Glover into some sort of bad guy or superhero at some point. Um, I would love that. Well, That'd I know, be great. I know there's been a campaign for so long to get him. As Spider-Man, as Miles yeah. Morales, right? And I think part of that um, I mean, was he, just to get him into this movie too. It it's a very interesting part because it's it's a it's a crucial part in the storyline, but it's still a pretty small part. Um, he's only got maybe two or three scenes, um, so uh, and that's most of them are fairly early on in the film. But I just that's something I think we should look out for is. Um, is Donald Glover maybe down the line being involved in the Marvel franchise somehow? Like I said, he could go either way—a bad guy or a good guy. Um, he plays a—he plays a, a, a basically a, just a guy that's um, looking to buy um, some weapons, um, and it's—it's mo- not like it's mostly to protect himself um, on the on the mean streets. So. He's on fire right now. I mean, he's just, he's doing so, he's doing such great work in everything he's in. And it's, of course, Atlanta is a huge success. And um, anyways, I could talk, I mean, I could talk for a while do, about he's him. Doing, <laughs> he's doing a Deadpool series. Yeah. So. Yeah. He'll be with Marvel in that capacity. Definitely. So, so maybe they turn his character into, you know, into <laughs> that character. I don't know. It'll be, I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll be. 
I imagine it'll be separate. It's an animated series, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. a right. voiceover thing. All right. Um, well, the question I really want to know, ATL recognition factor, what did you recognize? Could you tell at any point it was Atlanta? Okay, the, the, where I was, I went, hey, I know where it is. And it's because we did the Atlanta movie tour for the Marvel uh, edition of the Atlanta movie tours. The hero and tour. It's the hero tour. And it's, it's the, uh, the, the uh, Porsche uh, test track out by the airport. Which is the new Marvel headquarters, right? So um, that's when I went. Hey, I know that place. Other than that, I really didn't recognize much at all. It really looked like New York, and they did shoot some scenes in New York and some scenes in Washington D.C. Um, he he, uh, uh, Spider-Man, as as uh, Peter Parker goes with the debate team to um, D.C. Um, so there's some action stuff that takes place in D.C., but I didn't really recognize anything else. And I asked a couple of other critics um, after the film if they recognized anything else and nobody else recognized anything. So I remember some of the Aww. scenes from the trailer, um, like the street scenes that we saw on the movie tours, um, the one where he uh, rescues the bike um, from right. some guy stealing it. Because I remember when they were filming that. Um, but yeah, that was in New York. And then I also read the other day an interview. I, f- I think it was with the director, John Watts. And um, the scene in the trailer that debuts the vulture where he comes down. And you can tell it's the Marriott Marquis that he comes down in, like, the hotel lobby. The You can see yeah, there, there, that's not there in was, the film. Yeah. There, um, but they did that a, specifically for the trailer. Right. Um, there's a couple of uh, – there are a couple of scenes – in a hotel, and I couldn't place what hotel, but I was thinking it was one of the hotels downtown. It was one of the Dragon Con hotels, but I, it wasn't totally recognizable. Um, so yeah, I feel like the the inside of the Marriott's fairly recognizable with that uh, kind of alien rib cage body that it has. Yeah, or at least that's a uh, that's what it's been referred to by <laughs> by other directors who have wanted to film inside of it. That being the reason why. Um, well, cool. So overall, uh, one to five, what are you giving Spider-Man Homecoming? I would give it a 4.5. Um, like I said, the only thing that I didn't like was that a couple of the action sequences um, okay. I, um, just were a little confusing. Um, a, lot of this, a lot of the action sequences take place at night. Um, and there's uh, one action sequence that takes place um, well, I'm not going to say that, but there's there there are a bunch of action sequences that pl- take place at night. Um, you do and you do have uh, both uh, Iron Man who shows up, um, and also the Vulture who flies everywhere. Um, so there's a lot of, of scenes where there's a lot of flying, uh, but a lot of it takes place at night. And I just found I'm just giving it a little bit less than a five because of that. Gotcha. Cool. Well, that still still sounds like a pretty solid Marvel film. Still worth seeing, it seems. Yeah, we're yes, still we're still seeing it. <laughs> yes, it is definitely worth seeing. Um, and like I said, it really helps. I'm, Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man uh, we've had, and then the humor in this film is just amazing. And it helps also. You've got some, uh, you know, uh, the cast is really good. Um, and I, I don't. I'm not putting down Marissa Tomei as an actress. I'm just putting down the fact that. My whole life, I've seen 
Aunt May as one foot in the grave. Um, <laughs> my, you know, I was a big fan of Spider-Man comic books, um, and uh, Aunt May was always literally at death's door. I mean, she was always going in the hospital, and that's why he always tried to, to shield her, because he was afraid if he told her she would have a heart attack and die, that he was Spider-Man. Um, much less, you know, be involved in any, any problems. Um, and it's just hard for me to put my head around that she's Aunt May um, because of that. And I love Marissa Tomei. I mean, I've, I've been a fan of hers forever, so... I like all these disclaimers you're putting out there. <laughs> you're like, still a Marissa Tomei fan. <laughs> In case you're listening, um, listening Marissa yes, Tomei. Yes, yes, Marissa Tomei forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, cool. Um, so that's that's our reviews for this week. I do have a bunch of stuff I want to tease. Um, we're starting to get into Comic-Con crazy mode with planning for what all we have coming up. Um, and... I'm going to be doing some stuff with the Game of Thrones installation there, some stuff with Stargate, and some stuff with Buffy, and then a bunch of other, um, uh, just, I'm waiting for my confirmations on a bunch of other stuff, but it's still coming in. We're going to have a ton of stuff, so if you have things that you really want us to cover or prioritize in terms of our interviews, let us know, and... uh, well, because uh, we're gonna have yeah. we're gonna have interviews for weeks and weeks. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> and weeks. hopefully. Um, <coughs> especially well, I, you I will. Especially. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. But this yeah, is our first time going, so we're probably not on a lot of people's lists right now. Yep. So. Yep. Well, so uh, um, we're gonna change. But that. we'll be yeah we'll be doing plenty <laughs> of stuff too. I know I've already gotten some stuff for like I'll be doing the tick, um, which is a new show coming to Amazon. You might have already seen the pilot that they did when they, you know, they screen their pilots and whatever is usually voted on the most gets picked up for a full season. And so the tick was one of those that got picked up. So they're doing a whole exhibit there that I'm going to be checking out. And I'm going to be trying to cover all the CW shows out there, uh, with, uh, that Warner brothers has, um, whether I just go to the panels or actually get some interviews, I don't know yet. But um, so if there's anything else anybody wants me to cover out there, just let me know because I'm going to have a little more free time than Emma is going to have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm prioritizing um, all of my press rooms based upon what's shot in Atlanta and what's not, um, which doesn't really help me narrow things down any because so much of things in geek culture are shot here and that so many of those things are going to have a big presence at at comic-con but um some of them aren't going to be doing traditional press rooms but they're going to be doing press previews um netflix is doing a, a press preview for a big installation they have in the gas lamp quarter same thing with game of thrones they have a big installation with props and and various things that they've actually artwork and um a bunch of kind of teaser things for the new season that they're bringing in and of course um, letting people test out the official game of thrones beer and wine and all of that fun stuff too um so there's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot it's gonna be fun <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time yeah. um so we and have Mike that and I coming are actually up. staying at the gaslight district so we should be right near all that good stuff you should well more so. importantly you're near the best sushi you will ever have i'm just <laughs> just saying i don't know <laughs> maybe I've, i shouldn't some set good your sushi you have so. you have there's uh I don't know. I shouldn't set your expectations that high, but personally, <laughs> it is my favorite sushi in the world. Um, 
But that being said, we have that coming up. Next week, we actually have some of the interviews from Midnight Texas from the set visit I did back in January. Um, Charlene mm-hmm. Harris uh, will be one of those. And then we'll we'll cherry pick some other interviews, too, um, from this for for that and then for the following week because that series is premiering here in a uh, not too distant future and i've told everyone i mean you guys have seen the pilots uh the well you've seen the pilot in the first episode or the second episode i haven't seen oh that's right i missed that time yep but i've seen it and i've also uh uh briefly talked to ariel kebel one of the stars of the show at atx um who i know from vampire diaries and from some other shows um, so I'm a big, already a big fan of that show. It's uh, it's good. It's it's really good, and I'm I'm hoping that it does well because I'm, it's I don't have a good track record with falling in love with shows, like really falling in love with them, and then they're they're gone, um, like the event, which I will never forget. Oh, I um, time after show. time, or time after time, I've got a I've got a bad track record here with uh, network TV shows that I fall in love with, but. Um, well, I, I'm, 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 I think it'll. I think it's going to be hit just because of Charlene Harris and the fact that they were. It's based on the books that were bestsellers, um, so it's got that built in. And Charlene Harris is also of the True Blood uh, fame, so right. um, I think a lot of her True Blood uh, people will follow her, and I think they'll be happy with this series. In fact, I think they'll be happier because um, one of the things that I always felt that uh, True Blood did not show that the books had was the sense of humor that Soki had. Um, and uh, this this Midnight Texas show, it's got a lot, of, it's got a really good sense of humor. Um, and uh, it's, so I'm, I'm hopeful that Charlene Harris fans will, will find this show and, and love it. I think they will. And I, I also think it's a good kind of companion or a, a, will appeal to the same fan base as Grimm. Uh, so it's the same kind of overall feel to it. Um, obviously not dealing with fairy tales, but you are dealing with a lot of supernatural creatures. So um, I think that the fan base will be pretty similar there. Um, so we'll have that coming up next week. And then we are also going to be seeing Wish Upon next week, which uh, we're going to have two guest stars from that film that are going to be um, at the screening we're going to. One of them being uh, Shannon Purser, who, of course, plays Barb in Stranger Things. Um, so we'll have a review of that next week. And are we going to have another film review yes, next week? Yes, War of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, that one. Yep. I'm, I'm not going to see that one. So. Well, it's, we, are, we saw it like <laughs> saw three it, weeks yeah, ago. a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's right. That's so. right. And, it, and then there's, a, there's also uh, a smaller film, which uh, I have not seen yet, but I am going to be seeing probably this week uh, weekend called Maudie, uh, that Sony Pictures Classics is uh, releasing. So we've got some films out there. Oh, and also uh, coming out um, is uh, the uh, Audrey Plaza um, uh, picture about the nuns uh, that takes place oh. in the 16th century, uh, The Little Hours. That's also releasing next uh, on the 14th. Well, cool. Well, we will talk about all of that and and more next week. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us. Again, this is the Atlas Podcast, and I am Emma Loggins with Fambold.com. I am Matt Rodriguez, the owner and chief editor of Shakefire.com. And I'm Mike McKinney of Last One to Leave the Theater and ATLCW.TV. See, I said it right that time. (laughs) Awesome. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.